What's up, everybody? This is Tanner from TamanBaseballFan.com. Happy Saturday. Happy weekend. I hope everything's going well for you all. Um, I had a uh, private message from Facebook uh, a few days ago, which I found was interesting. So if you follow me on Facebook, I am uh, uh, a memer. I meme funny things, mainly you know G-rated stuff, uh, throughout the day, every day, because I'm always at my computer. Love a good laugh. Love making other people laugh. Uh, and that's what I do. So somebody that's Facebook friends with me that actually happens to be a fellow memer as well. And uh, as a matter of fact, I steal a lot of things from her <laughs> uh, and share them as well. Uh, she wrote me and she said, hey, Tanner, my brother, he's uh, 34 years old and he is looking to get into uh, collecting baseball cards uh, or sports cards. And uh, is it okay if I send him your email address so he can ask you some questions? And so I said, sure, absolutely. Um, first of all, I, I found it interesting because um, there's a lot of people that on the forums, on Reddit, on Instagram, on Twitter, everywhere, um, I find it very interesting that there's so many people that uh, start off with, hey guys, I'm just starting uh, into the hobby or I'm just getting back to the hobby. Um, I love that. I love hearing it. So uh, I, I said, hey, no problem. Send, send them my email address. And so I got an email. And here's what he said. He said, hello, Tanner, my name is Daniel. My sister gave me your email address and I was wondering if you have advice for a person new to collecting. I'm more focused on NBA and NFL, uh, but I do follow MLB as well. Any tips for someone just starting? So uh, first of all, um, I wanna say like right out front, like uh, if you have any tips for Daniel, please uh, message them if you're uh, uh, or, you know, send it in a response to this. Um, cause I'd love to hear what y'all's thoughts are as well. Um, for me, I love it when people ask me questions, like I get questions every day, every single day when it comes to collecting. Um, and I love helping. So, uh, so if you have any advice for Daniel, please, if you get this on Twitter, for instance, respond to it on Twitter. Um, and, uh, and let's see if there's any, any tips. As a matter of fact, Daniel might literally be listening out there. So, um, a couple of things that, um, I thought would be good to talk about, which is kind of a, kind of a fun, fun spinoff for a podcast, I guess would be, uh, you know, how do you start collecting? You have a lot of people out there, uh, probably asking the same thing. How do I collect baseball cards? And so let me tell you kind of what I used to start off with, because I, I, I have the same question, you know, back in 2005, 2006, uh, the landscape is obviously wildly different compared to what it was when I was growing up. Uh, you know, the, the king of the jungle, so to speak, is not, is no longer upper deck or stadium club or anything like that. Uh, you know, there are actually chase cards. There's inserts, there's parallels, there's serial number cards, there's game use cards, there's autograph cards. There's all kinds of things. There's one of ones, buybacks. I mean, the list goes on minis oversized, like everything. And so all this stuff is like wildly new making the hobby, like almost completely different <laughs> from what it was when I was growing up. But when I came back in 2005, 2006, I was thinking, what do I do? And so like, I would start reading a few articles. And I remember one article, um, I think it was an article. I don't think it was from my brain, uh, <laughs> but they said basically, you know, take a $20 bill and go to a baseball card shop or a store and pick up a pack or two of various kinds that catch your eye, bring them home, open them up and see what your thoughts are. And so my advice used to be that to people uh, years ago that would ask me, you know, hey, just starting out, what, what do you think I should do? Uh, my advice is actually shifting now. As of, um, well, this last week, 
my my advice really kind of is more of instead of going out and, and spending $20 uh, on some packs of cards, instead look online. Like guys, we have like a bunch of collectors, myself included, uh, who are interested in and willing and do put up a number of uh, cards, uh, high quality pictures, even some short animations uh, or short little videos, uh, seeing how the sunlight interacts with cards and everything. So, you know, if, you, if you're not really sure where to dive in, hop online, go on eBay, go, go to the uh, Facebook groups, go to Twitter, uh, go to the online forums, and just look around and see what you like. See what catches your eye. Um, there's some cards out there that, might, that I might just love and think it's just amazing. Uh, and those same cards, when you look at it, you might go, man, that's awful. As a matter of fact, I, uh, I did a poll which I thought was interesting. It was a, it was a one of one Conseco is like this quad relic autograph, something or other. And it went for like sky high money. And I also had this, uh, Albert Pujols, uh, prime patches card. That was a, a quad relic. And so I asked people online, I said, Hey, what would you rather have? Conseco was one of one. The Pujols was out five. Uh, the answer was overwhelmingly in favor of Pujols. Yeah, there's no autograph, but it but it was a 2005 Prime Patches. It was licensed. It was Pujols. Uh, the Canseco was a really nice card. Uh, as one of one. Had a little bit of a Rawlings tag, I think. Um, it went for, like, you know, way more than the Pujols did. And so I thought that was interesting. Um, some people, uh, like with Prime Patches, the Pujols, they go, man, that design is ugly. I hate that. For me personally, I love Prime Patches. I think they're amazing. <laughs> so uh, it's it's really dependent on, uh, you know, the beauty is in the eye of the beholder, right? So uh, so go online and we don't have to contend with these uh, little, you know, 300 by 300 pixel card uh, pictures anymore online. We have full color, high res, uh, beautiful pictures that are accurate representations of cards if we look hard enough. Um, and so, which by the way, that's one of the reasons why I like to, why I take pride in, in posting pictures and little videos is because I want people to get a feel for what these cards are as if they are actually in their hands. Um, and I encourage everybody else to do that as well. So by the way, if you're going to be doing like little, uh, video, a uh, little video of like a refractor, just, you know, maybe a few seconds or something like that on your phone, um, quick tip, uh, turn on your flashlight on your phone or the flash as you're doing the video. It's gonna make the, the shine so much better. Um, and then post it, post on Twitter, Facebook, wherever. Let's let's see those beautiful cards that y'all have out there. So for Daniel, um, you know, that's uh, that's one thing that I think would, would help him tremendously is if he could see what's out there. So that's number one. Number two, um, you know, as you're going through this, the, the other thing to think about is, uh, you know, what do you want to collect? There's some people that just collect what they like every time they see something. Oh, there's a, a cool Ripken here. There's an awesome Jordan there. There's a, you know, neat, you know, Cam Newton over there. I mean, yeah, so there, there's so many little things that you can, that you can do like this, this hobby, like spinning all sports. I mean, you know, forget just, uh, just baseball, but like, you know, everything, everything out there, there's so many facets that people have to collect. It's absolute insanity. So what I found for me personally, is the most satisfaction that I get out of collecting um, is actually uh, setting up guidelines, setting up uh, parameters for what I want to collect. 
So I think that's the case for a lot of people as well. Instead of just being aimless and pointless on uh, on what they're buying, they're just buying boxes here and packs there, and you know, so they kind of leave it up to chance. They might get a <clears throat> might get like a one of one of somebody, and they might not care about that guy. So and that might be the hit. Now, of course, the upside is that one of one might be you know one thousand or ten thousand dollars or whatever it is, um, but generally speaking, that's not going to happen. You're going to spend one two hundred dollars in, in a box of cards, and the the diminishing returns are you know significant. You can have uh, forty dollars come back after you uh, you know sell the cards that you don't like, or more often than not, for a lot of collectors, they take that box of cards that they don't that doesn't mean anything to them, and they just put them in the closet. That's not really a way of collecting that I would recommend. So I would definitely recommend having an aim, having a focus, because if you do that, let's say you buy a box of cards for $200 every month for a year, that's close to $2,500 worth of cards, and you might only have $1,000 worth of cards in your closet at that point, and most of which you don't care about. Now imagine if you were able to take that same $2,500 and spend it on specific cards that you target and that you love. Guess what? They're not going to be uh, closet dwellers anymore. They're going to be cards that you display on your desk that you show off to everybody uh, online. Those are the cards. That's kind of the zone that I personally want to stay in. I want to stay in that zone where every penny of my uh, of my hobby money goes to cards that's either going to make me money, which is not really a hobby at that point. It's part of a maybe a part business or something, or cards I really, really, really love. That's kind of my recommendation to Daniel and to everybody else out there. Um, now, as far as uh, parameters, that's the next question. What kind of parameters are we talking about here? Um, you know, well, <laughs> that's the beauty of collecting. There's so many different ways you could do it. You could, uh, you could start out and say, look, I want a complete, I want a complete set of every baseball card from uh, tops from 1985 to present, or I want to have every team set ever made of the uh, Seattle Mariners, or I want to get every single Kirby Puckett card uh, during his playing career, or uh, every single autograph that I can see. And so, you know, there's obviously two ways about going about collecting that way as well. You can either try to go after everything, or you could try to go after, you know, whatever you know, tiny thing that you want, whether it's completely just a licensed Cal Ripken Jr. cards. Uh, my buddy Brian, he's a former Conseco collector. Um, I bought out his collection about a month or so ago, I think. Um, he's going after Ripken stuff right now. And uh, you know, I don't know what parameters he has now, but I know for Conseco, he, he would try to stick with, uh, uh, with on-card licensed Conseco autograph cards. Uh, my buddy Mark, he's, he's big time into Conseco cards. He uh, he only collects the, the autographs. And so, you know, look, make no mistake, there is no possible way at this point in the hobby that we can have every single card of a certain player. It just doesn't work like that anymore. Um, unless you have some obscure player from the 70s or 80s that, you know, Tops hasn't resurrected and, you know, Penny and Leaf uh, followed suit. You know, that's, that's a completely different thing. But when it comes to Superstar, Bo Jackson, Kirby Puckett, Tony Gwynn, um, Will Clark, Cal Ripken, um, Mark McGuire, all these guys, they're going to have uh, so many cards that it's going to be literally impossible uh, to get everything. So a buddy of mine, um, 
uh, on Twitter. Uh, he is big time into Mark Teixeira cards, and it's, uh, it's Robert. You, if you know of uh, Robert and Mark Teixeira's collection, or the Mark Teixeira collection, you'll, you know, your your head spins. You know, he uh, he's got over a thousand one of one Mark Teixeira cards. Who has a thousand one of ones of anyone, let alone a single player, right? Well, guess what? He still doesn't have all of them. And it's Mark Teixeira. It's not like it's Mike Trout or anything like that. It's it's Mark Teixeira. And so it's uh, you know Mark Teixeira is a great player, obviously. I mean, he you know fantastic career, uh, but he wasn't one of these like he wasn't like a Griffey, for example, or a Barry Bonds. You know, just a you know a, a really good player played for the Yankees for a while, and uh, yet he has well over a thousand one of ones. Um, in fact, I think Robert told me that. Uh, uh, if I remember correctly, uh, 2020 Topps Archive Signature Series uh, placed in like over 60 or over 71 of ones of Teixeira alone. Um, so you know, if you're if you're coming into the hobby with the 1980s or 1990s mindset, first of all, wipe that out of your brain. There's no possible way you can get every card of every single or of one certain player. That just isn't how it works. So. Uh, so the way that you do it is you think of it two, one of two ways. Number one, uh, you know, like I said, set up the parameters that you want, whether it's, uh, you know, let's take, uh, let's say it's Kevin Mitchell, for instance, a player that, that played for the Giants and Mets. I think he had some time for the Padres too, if I remember correctly. But um, let's say you want to collect every single card of him during his playing career. Um, awesome. Or, you know, let's say, you know, the second way of going about it is collecting hardcore a certain way realizing there's going to be no end in sight. And a lot of people do it, especially super collectors. Uh, they have a goal, and they know the goal is never going to be complete because it's impossible. You can't be all places at all times to pick up every single one of one. You know, never mind the, uh, the you know, substantial financial uh, obligations there too. You know, it's going to be very difficult to do that, obviously, as well. You have to be in financially, uh, you know, very financially wealthy uh, to, you know, to take on any player with all of the one of ones and so on and so forth. So, and that, and that's, that's fine. If you want to try to go after everything of one guy, realizing that you're not going to, that's, that's great because you'll always have something to chase. Um, you know, another way you go about it is, uh, complete sets. You know, if you have, if there's like a parallel set, like let's say there's an Allen and Ginter stained glass, uh, parallel that you just love, like you're just madly in love with it and you want to complete that set, then, you know, great, go for it. You know, that's a great way of, of doing things or you know maybe it's 2001 tops gold where they have like 2000 their serial number to 2001 i think or something and you know if you try to you know put together that whole set those are very impressive or the t206 set that's a you know that's a huge financial endeavor of course but uh you know but it's doable it's possible um it's not counting the big four, of course, because those are <laughs> those are going to you know be a massive difference. There, I think there's uh, the, the Wagner, the Meiji, um, the Plank, and the Doyle. I think those are the four T206s that, generally speaking, if people go after the entire T206 set, um, we're talking old school, by the way, not this new top stuff, but um, 1909, 1911 T206 white borders. Um, you know, those are the four cards you're generally not going to run into. And if you do, it's going to cost thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars. Um, but you know, guess what? The set itself is going to cost you thousands and thousands of dollars anyways. Um, but it's obtainable. It's doable. 
Um, with those four, maybe not so much. There are a few people out there that have done it for sure, um, but that's not the norm. So there, there are many ways, or a better way of doing it is, let's say you go after the people um, in your hometown that were in the T206 set, or perhaps a certain team. Let's say you wanna go after all the athletics um, from the T206 set and T205 set. Uh, buddy and I, my name Ben. He's he's a part of uh, uh, one of the uh, podcasters that I think they're called. It's called All About the Cards. About the Cards. He just told me the other day, and I got the name wrong. But anyways, look it up. It's a, it, it is a great podcast. I've been on there before. Uh, he is uh, you know one of the biggest, if not the biggest, uh, A's super collector out there. He's got all kinds of A's cards. And, uh, you know, it's, it's just insane. And so also another thing is whenever you go into the online arena with your baseball cards, it's fun. It's fun to see somebody with a goal, working towards a goal. And there's a sort of synergy that happens whenever you bring this into the online realm. You'll have people that want to help you. As a matter of fact, this morning I've had a couple of people tell me about Conseco cards that they found for sale. Um, you know, and they know that I go after, you know, the super special Conseco cards. And most of the times I don't go, uh, go for the ones that people, uh, offer because I, I'm very selective, but, uh, every now and then, and you know, by the way, the only way I get to the every now and then is if people keep sending me, uh, you know, sending them to me. So, uh, and I'm very grateful. So guys, if you, if y'all have, uh, seen any rare Conseco cards out there, let me know, message me, hit me up. I love to hear about it. So, um, but it's, it's fun. And so that wouldn't have happened had I not crossed over into the public and said, Hey guys, you know, listen, I, I'm interested in, in these Conseco cards. Let me know if you have anything or if you see anything out there, I would certainly appreciate it. So, um, anyways, uh, as I, as I was saying before, this whole, whole, this whole podcast, how do you start collecting? Well, there's a lot of ways to do it, you know, and it's really up to you. My uh, one recommendation, um, you know, pitfall that I would say to avoid is to, of course, as I've been saying for years now, don't uh, don't overindulge. Don't put yourself in a financial bind uh, with these cards and don't make it a gamble. Uh, that's my recommendation. There's going to be people that love the gamble of the, of the box breaks and case breaks and that sort of thing. Um, for me, eh. I feel gross after I do something like that, after I buy a box or, or buy into a break and I put in this money, I get nothing that I want in return. <laughs> I just, I don't like it. Like I said, every single penny that I put in the hobby, I want it to be smart money and I want it to be money that uh, into cards that I absolutely love. And so the last piece of the puzzle before I wrap this up is, uh, you know, going to be a big question mark for people, especially people that, that just come into the hobby. How? do I know what to pay? Because there's a lot of people out there on eBay that are more than happy to sell you their cards for full asking price. But, you know, guess what? It's gonna sting a little bit if you keep buying these $20 cards, $50 cards, $100 cards, uh, when in actuality they're worth $5, $10, $15. So the way to go about it is, uh, first of all, this this kind of a recommendation to you, I, I don't remember the actual name of the site. I mean, it's just on the tip of my tongue. Um, card, card snoop, cardsnoop.com. 
Uh, I think that's what it is. But anyways, yeah, so so you can go on there. You can find out what cards have sold for. Uh, if that's not the case, like I've got a couple of videos. I just posted this last week on my YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash tan man baseball fan. Uh, check them out. There's one um, one way that's a paid way through eBay if you have a seller's account that's going to give you sales data for one year. And then there's a free way, which is card snoop. It gives you uh, sales data for about a month. Now, the difference is that you know between those two and just clicking what's sold on eBay is if you go on eBay you're not going to be able to see what exactly has sold for what when it comes to best offers so that's the big that's the big problem here guys like this is a you know huge massive uh, you know big deal if you're interested in these cards that are fairly rare and everybody has sold at a best offer because you might have, uh, you know, let's say a Nolan Ryan uh, out of 10 autograph that you really, really love. And you see that there have been seven that have sold uh, for 200 or best offer, but you don't know what they actually sold for. That's a problem because uh, you could go in fully expecting that it's a $200 card, but you could go card snoop or the you know the paid way that I'm showing that I've showed you on YouTube and go huh well on average the sellers actually accepted $70 $130 swing that's a big deal it's a big big deal so uh, you know that's one way to arm yourself with the proper knowledge on how much cards are worth as well by the way like that's a pretty big deal in and of itself like I've had probably five people uh, reach out to me uh, this last week alone saying, hey, Tanner, I found some cards in the garage. How do I know how much uh, my cards are worth? And so, yeah, like I said, go to my uh, go to my YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash Tanman Baseball Fan. I've got two videos I posted this last week here uh, talking about this exact thing. So um, I that's all for today, guys. I hope this helps. Uh, and if not, I think, you know, hopefully it's just a good refresher for people that have been in a hobby for a while. Um, I hope you all have a fantastic weekend. And let me do a couple of plugs, I guess. Go to my website, tanmanbaseballfan.com. I've got all of my kinds of writing. My you know podcast link that you're listening to here, obviously, um, is up there. A uh, link to my book on Amazon, Confessions of a Baseball Card Addict. Uh, check that out. And what else? You see my custom cards and, and everything in the articles there. I, I share those things pretty re uh, frequently on social media. Uh, Twitter is at TanManBBFan. Uh, you know, Facebook, I'm Tanner Jones. I think there's a 52 or something there as well. Uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm pretty accessible. So uh, if you have any questions, hit me up. Thanks. Have a great weekend.